Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Weird. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. What's going on, love? Hey there. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Did you have a nice weekend? It was great. Yeah, we visited uh, your granny. Down yeah. In, down in Arkansas. It was so wonderful to see her. I adore her, and I just, I feel so lucky every time I get to visit her. She just makes me so happy inside. Oh, Arkansas. What a, what a place where people live. It's, a, it's there, and it's, <laughs> there's people there, and it's, <laughs> there's something charming about it. I could, uh, could see us. Packing it all up and going and living in the middle of nowhere. I think it's a little on the rural side. A little? I think it's very rural, <laughs> which is charming. And I I enjoy it. Like, it's cool to me to see where my dad grew up. So no new reviews this week. That's right. Um, remember, if you have a free moment in your day, Maybe write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever app will let you write us a nice review because we really like it. And then if you want to go the extra mile, you could tweet at us about it, about this five-star review. I'm at Shannon Ray Green. I'm at Dusty Terrell. We actually did get a tweet, though, from Cambria of Boise. Oh. She said, Dusty Terrell is... One of kind. Hashtag OOK. <laughs> I'm glad that someone tweeted us. That really means a lot. And uh, so I clicked on the hashtag OOK to see if it was trending. I mean, I don't think I would call this trending, I suppose. One one person is not trending. <laughs> That's not true, Aww. actually. There are others who are using the hashtag, but they all seem to be talking about libraries, and I'm not sure why. Ooh. You can also email us if you like. Please send us a note at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. Is California ready to ban gas powered cars? Not yet, but they're thinking about it. I think they should ban all cars. They're too many. Mm. Too many. You can't get from anywhere to anywhere. <laughs> this was written by my colleague, Chris Woodyard. He writes, California without gasoline burning cars? The idea is starting to be floated. A top regulator came close last Thursday, but ultimately backed away from directly raising the notion of giving the boot to exhaust belching automobiles, which is a staple of life in the freeway happy golden state for more than a century. 
Speaking at an air quality workshop in San Diego, Mary Nichols, who is the chair of the California Air Resources Board, was expected to toss in the idea of killing off gas-powered cars based on her prepared remarks. They called for her to list ways in which the state can get tougher on pollution. The remarks were obtained by Bloomberg News. They read, quote, That might mean, for example, tougher requirements for low-carbon fuels, looking at tighter health-protective regulations on California refineries, doubling down on our enforcement efforts on mobile and stationary sources, and might lead to an outright ban on internal combustion engines, unquote. But when it came to actually delivering the remarks, the direct reference to a gas engine ban was omitted. In closing the conference, Nichols said if the air can't be cleaned fast enough— Tougher measures like, quote, fees, taxes, and bans on certain types of vehicles, unquote, might be required. She added, quote, these are things that most of us don't think is the right way to go, unquote. Nichols wasn't proposing a gas vehicle ban on a whim. That's according to Simon Mui, who is the senior scientist for the Natural Resources Defense Council. She said rather that she was reacting to steps that California may have to take to stay in compliance with toughening federal clean air regulations. If the state, famous for its smoggy air, were to fall short, it would face sanctions. I don't think that's something you want to be famous for. You don't want to be famous for smoggy air? No, I think uh, it'd be nice to be famous for real, real, real clean air, I think. <laughs> Mui said after attending the conference, quote, the feds have clearly put the states into a bind, unquote. In California, a ban on the sale of internal combustion cars is considered a fanciful idea. In fact, a bill to ban the sale of internal combustion cars by 2040 was introduced in the California legislature last year, though it didn't get far. Assemblyman Phil Ting, a San Francisco Democrat, said in a statement at the time, quote, It's time that we clear the path for emissions-free transportation and take significant steps to achieve our ambitious emissions reduction goals, unquote. The California New Car Dealers Association opposed the measure, saying the state lacked enough public charging stations to keep all those electrics on the road, and that the bill didn't take into account the valuable role played by gas-electric hybrid vehicles, and that it was too hard to mandate rules on vehicle sales more than 20 years in the future. Already, California is the nation's leader in the sale of electric cars. The association says more than 500,000 are on the road. Some experts agree the timing isn't yet right to talk about a gasoline-free future. Ron Kogan is the publisher of the Green Car Journal, and he said, quote, California has always been a visionary when it comes to green cars. It's not surprising there are elements in government who want to move us away from internal combustion cars. But given the high cost of electric cars and that a great majority of entry-level buyers can't afford them, it's too early to talk about taking gas-powered cars off the road, unquote. He added that given the charging challenge and other issues, quote, so many things have to happen before that is financially or fundamentally possible, unquote. Shan, maybe you and I should cash in on this. We need to invent maybe a a wind-powered car or something. (laughs) You're talking about a sailboat car? Yeah, (laughs) that's what I want. Just a bunch of pirates out on the freeway. (laughs) That would be a nightmare because wind is not... It's not like you just have this open space uh, to think, drift around. I think LA is pretty windy. I mean, that's why they call it the Windy City. Nope. That's Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you sure? I thought it was LA. You're ridiculous. You know, DC was just in the news for not having the best air. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We live on the outskirts. Does that affect us? 
You tell me. You know, there's too many cars in D.C. too. It's I definitely, true. We need to ban all of them. I think the rule should be... Dusty gets a car and no one else. Exactly. It's like you know me so well. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> think how much better that would be for us. me. Yeah, and us. We could get everywhere so quickly. And, and you and I, it would almost be like leveling the playing field because you and I tend to run late for things. So like now it would just be like harder for everyone else to get places. So they'll be running late and then so will we. You know how people like to say millennials are the most entitled generation and that is because kids got trophies when they were little and now they're adults and they expect to have all these rules broken just for them and that they get the best out of everything no matter what and they don't have to wait their turn in a line. They don't have to allow for other people to get their fair shake at things. I feel like you're the embodiment of this entitlement dusty i don't think you're listening shannon i don't want a trophy i want to be the only person Mm. with a car i don't (laughs) think that's asking too much (laughs) yeah it sounds totally different although i mean if i was the only person with a car i don't know why i would also not be allowed to have a trophy that said only person with the car Uh, you should get it. You, <laughs> yeah, you deserve that's what it. Makes sense. You totally deserve that. Do you know what would be the oh. worst thing about being the only person with a car? What? Everybody's gonna want to ride. Everybody's just gonna <laughs> be like, "Hey, can I get a ride?" Can and be I like, get a oh, "I ride. just, I don't think I can." I, you I've know, only got a few spots. I just don't want. I'm going to. this one way. Yeah. You, you know, you just have to figure out your way back. <laughs> oh man, that's like. That would be so great. But I know you ham things up to make jokes, but it is so funny how you're like, can I get that money? Can I be the only person driving a car? I I want all the gas. I also don't want to have to go to gas stations. It would be nice if I didn't have to drive at all anymore either. Like I'm tired of paying tolls and gas prices and maintenance and insurance everything it's just too much our next car like when this car is no good anymore Mm. our next car should be an electric one right but unfortunately for us we bought a toyota so this dumb car is probably going to last another 15 years Skybridge Gatlinburg. Take a walk across the longest footbridge in the United States. This was written by my colleague Brenna McDermott at the Knoxville News Sentinel, which is part of the USA Today network. She writes, Just before I stepped out onto the glass panel portion of the Gatlinburg Skybridge in Tennessee, my feet and my brain were having a friendly disagreement about the idea. My feet wanted to stand on glass and look down because it sounded fun. My brain thought standing on glass 150 feet above the ground was a terrible idea. Thousands of visitors will have the same dilemma while crossing or not crossing the longest pedestrian suspension bridge in North America, which opened last Friday in Tennessee at the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. My feet won the argument. The 700-foot-long bridge, which runs parallel to Gatlinburg's main strip, looks small from the ground level at the entrance to Gatlinburg Skylift Park. As we rode the lift up to the top of the Crockett Mountain, in itself a bit of an adrenaline rush, the clouds hung low over the mountains, and the temperature dropped. 
We hopped off the lift at the top about 1,800 feet above sea level, crossed a brick patio, and headed up a few dozen steps to the bridge platform. The view from there illustrated that the bridge, which spans the length of more than two football fields, had a significant dip in the middle. My brain wasn't hot on that dip either. The five-foot-wide bridge no longer looked small, so that was a plus, but the valley underneath it no longer looked close either. The bridge is secured with thick metal wires the size of my upper arm and anchored by more than one million pounds of concrete. Marketing coordinator Marcus Watson said if 500 people who each weighed 400 pounds were standing on the bridge, it still wouldn't near the weight limit. That was going to be my first question. What is the weight limit? Because I'm not going out on that thing. <laughs> Why not? No, that's it. I Even with that answer, I'm not going out there. 500 people who each weighed 400 pounds? I think that's cutting it too close. <laughs> he said it wouldn't even near the weight limit. That said, long bridges sway, and this one rocked enough to make my legs wobble during the first and last quarter of the walk. We left the swaying behind as we neared the middle of the bridge, which hangs 150 feet above the forest below. Keep a tight grip on your phone during selfie time, or you'll never see it again. I've been skydiving, ziplining, and parasailing, but my stomach still dropped as my toes stopped just short of the three glass panels. It didn't help that, in an almost cinematic fashion, the wind picked up at that moment. Photographer Brianna Pasiorka had already walked out onto the glass in front of me, backwards, mind you, to capture my expression. So to save face, my foot-brain debate was brief, and I took my first step. There will be plenty of people who will turn back before standing on the glass, I guess. That's fine. You still get to experience the great view. But if you do step onto that glass, defy your brain. I took a breath, planted my feet, and looked down. Underneath me was a 100-foot-tall tree. Eventually, my brain righted itself, and I was able to enjoy the view down. Don't get me wrong, I was trying to be as light-footed as possible, and my adrenaline was pumping for the rest of the walk. Even with low-hanging clouds, we had a great panoramic view of the park and downtown Gatlinburg. Including time for photos and video, we crossed the bridge in about eight minutes. Skybridge will likely land on the bucket list of many adventure seekers, but it's not just an adrenaline rush. It's a chance to get a mountaintop view for those of us who will never hike Mount LeConte. My feet and my brain agreed that the view was worth it. Does it have a price? It does. $19.95. That's for ages 12 to 64. Is that a one-way ticket? You gotta pay the, another 20 bucks to come back? <laughs> I don't think so. Just the admission price to you get onto the Gatlinburg Skylift, and then walk across the bridge. 700 feet long? Do they have uh, beds in the middle so you could take a nap <laughs> halfway through? And you could swing while it sways. The no. swinging part sounds terrifying. She said it made her legs wobble. Would you do it? I'm not sure I would. I probably would, but I don't want to be the first one. Yeah. It's like about 100 to a thousand other people do it first, <laughs> and then we'll go check it out. Well, it's been open all weekend, so maybe we could head over there. We're nowhere near that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. There's something really cool about a suspension bridge. It's just a, a wonder. It's definitely cool. It's a marvel, right? It's still worrisome. Yeah. Still built by humans, and sometimes humans make mistakes. <laughs> I wouldn't trust myself to build a bridge across a pool. Never mind. <laughs> I wouldn't trust us either. We're not 
architects or engineers. I'm a software engineer. Yeah, but that's different. Completely different. It's completely yeah. different. <laughs> And last today, we've got the lightning-fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Tiger Woods misses cut at PGA Championship. It's probably because he forgot to bring his green jacket with him. <laughs> Big Bang Theory finale. Stars speak out. What a run. 90-year-old <laughs> to fulfill graduation ceremony dream. That's nice. If I was 90, I wouldn't care about graduating at all. (laughs) He's like pumping his fist in the picture. It's so cute. I'm only 35 and I don't want to go back to school. (laughs) Yeah, me either. So much work. Take a dip in these five Arizona swimming holes. We don't live there anymore, Shannon. These products may make you flunk a drug test. We all saw that. Seinfeld episode, Shannon. <laughs> Practical news you can use. When I say we all, I mean Just people you. our age yeah. <laughs> and older. Yeah. Gen Z have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> How much should you spend as a wedding guest? I don't want to tell you because I already have a number in mind and I don't want to be told that it's not high enough. <laughs> You're reheating your cold pizza wrong. I actually usually don't reheat my cold pizza. I kind of like the way pizza tastes cold. Me too. I've actually had frozen pizza before, which I didn't hate. It's like a nice little pizza popsicle. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a frozen frozen pizza. It's not the worst thing in the world. How do world. you bite it? It's not that hard. It's sort of like eating a frozen ego. Have you ever had one of those? Like a frozen mm-hmm. waffle frozen? Really? Mm-hmm. I used to eat those all the time, too. It's like a little... Waffle popsicle. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Remembering Grumpy Cat, the best memes. Is Grumpy Cat dead? Oh, no. He died at seven. Oh, that's not even very old. But, you know, I did hear he lived very fast and hard life. (laughs) Rest in peace, Grumpy Cat. Just like all the greats, he died too young. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, he had to hit that catnip a little too hard. That's what happens when you get too big too fast. I'm going to miss Grumpy Cat. Robocalls, what you need to tackle ringing agony. My recommendation is you just take your cell phone, put it in a big glass of water. What? Then you don't have to deal with those robocalls. (sighs) That's horrible advice. You do you. You're basically telling people to ruin their phones. Minecraft Earth coming this summer for mobile. Ooh. I thought you might like that headline. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. (laughs) I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com. Or find them wherever you listen to podcasts, like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.